Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of the Nonprofit News Weekly Rundown for the week of January 11th, 2021. This is your one-stop shop for all the news, research, trend, and stories from across the nonprofit sector. I'm your host, David Nadelman, Senior Solution Engineer at Salesforce.org, and thank you, as always, for clicking on the video. Now, this week, we're going to be taking a look at Elon Musk's entry into the world of philanthropy. We'll also be taking a look at a couple nonprofits that are headed to the Supreme Court and a new study measuring giving to women and girls causes across the U.S. As always, we'll wrap up the episode with some good news to get your week started. And before we hop in, just a quick plug to subscribe to the 3N YouTube channel if you're enjoying this content. So with that, let's go ahead and get started. So last week, Bloomberg billionaire index crowned Elon Musk the world's richest person with a net worth of $208 billion. And when this news was first announced, Musk went to Twitter and basically shrugged and said, how strange. Quickly after that reaction, he returned to Twitter with philanthropy on his mind, and he asked the platform to give him advice on how to give away his fortune. He said, by the way, critical feedback is always super appreciated, as well as ways to donate money that really make a difference, way harder than it seems. So unlike many of the other billionaires on this list, Musk is relatively new to philanthropy. Unlike Gates or Jeff Bezos, he has a very limited track record of philanthropy. While Musk has signed the Gates-Buffett Wealth Pledge to give away half of their fortune, Elon has done very little to fulfill this pledge. To date, Musk has donated $257 million to the Musk Foundation, which is equivalent to a whopping zero, I'm sorry, 0.001% of his current net worth. And of the $257 million, he's only given away 65. Now, while Bezos is focusing on the environment and Gates on public health, Elon Musk has indicated that he's going to redirect his fortune to his passion project, Mars. He was quoted saying, it's going to take a lot of resources to build a city on Mars, and I want to contribute as much as possible. So in order for Musk to really make good on his pledge, he needs to get much more aggressive. Brian Mittendorf, who was quoted in the article, states that Musk should really consider following Mackenzie Scott's path and restrain himself and his instincts to innovate in the area of philanthropy. His quote says, a trap that many wealthy philanthropists fall into is a desire to reinvent philanthropy on their own rather than rely on those who already have expertise and experience, but simply need the funds in order to expand their impact. So when we think about this article in Elon Musk's fortune of $208 billion and the fact that he has only given out $65 million in the last, what, four years, and that his entire foundation, he's donated 0.001%, I think when he's going online and saying, hey, I'd really love some new ideas on philanthropy, those ideas and, and the ways of getting money out to people, it's already pretty well understood. So I don't know if he's just trying to pause or if he's trying to you know get creative with how he does this, but at the end of the day, what we've seen is that billionaires are able to give money directly to causes. I think the Mackenzie Scott model is what everyone in our industry really wants to see more of, right? Bezos is giving to the Bezos Fund. Uh, or foundation, um, Elon Musk giving money to his own foundation. Take that money and give it to people that are already doing the work. That's my hot take on that article, but Elon Musk, richest person in the world and trying to get involved in philanthropy. 
So next up, nonprofits are headed to the Supreme Court. Last Friday, the Supreme Court agreed to hear a challenge by two conservative nonprofits to a California requirement that tax-exempt charities need to disclose to the state of California the identity of their top donors. The two nonprofits, the first being the Americans for Prosperity, which is the Koch Brothers nonprofit, and the other being the Thomas More Law Center, which is a conservative Catholic group, were ruled against in the lower courts and are being pushed to furnish the state with their donor lists. Now, these orgs are arguing that the demand is infringing on their freedom of speech and association. The state of California, on the other hand, is basically saying that they need this information in order to make sure that they're preventing charitable fraud. So this rule in California only really affects the largest donors, so people who give more than $200,000. But I think this is a really interesting case and one that we should watch as it could have implications beyond California going forward and really sets a legal standard for states requiring nonprofits to give up their largest donor information. Let me know what you think about this. Uh, I think it's interesting that nonprofits are headed to the Supreme Court and we'll be closely watching this story. So last week, Indiana University's Lilly Family School of Philanthropy released their Women and Girls Index, which is a report that measures giving to organizations that serve women and girls in the United States. The report is really the only of its kind that studies giving to women and girls causes specifically. So as a quick summary, there are really five key takeaways that were born out of this report, and we'll highlight those now. So number one, philanthropic support for organizations dedicated to women and girls increased by 36%, similar to the rate of growth in philanthropic support for other charitable organizations from 2012 to 2017. So number two, while support for women and girls organizations increased across the board in the years of the study, 2012 to 2017, particular types of organizations such as those looking at reproductive health and family gender-based violence saw the biggest growth in donations. Number three, government grants to women and girls organizations increased by 34% from 2012 to 2017, which is significantly more than the 14.6 rate of growth of growth in government grants to other charitable organizations. Number four, Philanthropic support for women and girls organizations reached $7.1 billion in 2017, but still represents a very small share of overall charitable giving, only 1.6%. Number five, although the composition of these women and girls organizations based on nonprofit subsector and mission focus largely held steady in 2017, Organizations dedicated to general and reproductive health received an increased share of support. This is a truly great study and one that is linked below in the description. I think that you should definitely take a look at this, especially if you have anything to do with women or girls, nonprofits, organizations, fundraising, etc. So take a look at that study below. So finally, in good news, we have a story that comes to us from Soledad State Prison in California. But the story really doesn't start there. It actually starts with a young man named Cy News Green. When Cy was a sophomore in high school, his family experienced a number of different health issues that really ate up all of their savings that would have paid for his tuition at a private Catholic school that he'd been attending for his freshman year. His father needed a heart transplant and her mother and his mother 
lost her vision um, in a tragic accident. So both parents ended up losing their jobs. And Sai had really been like a happy, thriving student at the all-boys school in Salinas called Palma School. So the school was able to help out with some tuition money, but not enough to cover the $13,000 of annual tuition. So at the same time that this is happening to Sai, there's an innovative program at his school called Exercise in Empathy, in which students actually travel to the state prison and have a book club where they really read and discuss books with the inmates. So what happened was the inmates heard from, about Sai's challenges from his from his classmates and decided to come together to come up with a plan. And they wanted to find a way to help Sai and decided that they could raise money inside of the prison from their prison jobs. Now, while California pays a base wage of eight cents per hour for these jobs, which is a problem in and of itself, the prisoners came together and raised more than $24,000 to pay for the remaining three years of size tuition. And one of the leaders of the program inside the prison, Jason Bryant, said that of the 2,000 inmates in the unit, one in three agreed to donate twice a year. Now, some donations were small, just a dollar, but others were up to $100, but most of the donations were between $5 and $10. And one quote that stuck out to me from Bryant that really impacted me, he said, I think inherently most people, even those of us who have made the worst decision in our lives, want to be part of something good. So this story really touched me for a number of reasons. I think when you think about 2020 and you think about 2021 and all the people that are out there suffering, you know, there's this entire forgotten population of people who are incarcerated. And I think people out there in society have varying levels of compassion and empathy for, for prisoners. But these students were involved in this really cool program where it took them inside of the prison. And you would think that this program is really set up there for the students to help the prisoners. But in fact, these prisoners came together and took what very little money that they make from these very difficult jobs, again, eight cents an hour at the minimum wage inside of prisons, and they pooled their resources and helped this one young man be able to continue his education. So I think it makes me, it, asks, it begs the question of myself of what can I do and what more can I do in this time of such great need? So something to think about, check out the article below. As always, I'm David Nadelman. Thank you so much for watching. Again, subscribe, like, and comment if you're enjoying this content and keep up the good work and keep pushing forward. Thanks everybody.